to BIV Today. I'm Tyler Orton. Now, climate change, geopolitical uncertainty across the globe, all of this is raising a lot of concerns about food security right now. Even here in Canada, where there's such an abundance of food compared with other countries across Earth. But look, there are some BC players that are offering remedies to address these issues. And one of them is Lucent Biosciences, based here right in Metro Vancouver. With us today is the CEO, Michael Redike. And Michael, uh, you're here to talk to us about uh, what can be done to address these issues, especially with regards to what your company is developing. So I just want to, first of all, thank you for joining us on the show today. Yes, I'm, I'm really happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Well, look, I, I think some of the big news is your company recently engaged in a $19 million project aimed at helping farmers across the country. You guys are collaborating with, a, got a consortium going on as well. And before we get into that, you know, maybe tell me a little bit about Lucent and maybe perhaps what is the problem you folks are trying to solve there? Yeah, so Lucent was... Uh, um... Um, the, the, the company uh, Lucent Biosciences was uh, incepted like um, six, seven years ago, and uh, we uh, we came together with five founders, and we wanted to start a company that was uh, resolving some of these big problems related to you know climate change, and you know obviously agriculture is one of the top five um, contributors to uh, greenhouse gases. So we decided to work on finding a better solution for fertilizer. Uh, you know, fertilizer technology that we're using today is uh, over 100, almost over 100 years old. Um, it's, it's outdated, the concepts that are being used. We believe that um, we can design and develop better fertilizers that are designed with sustainability in mind. And, and keep in mind that those products in the past were never designed with sustainability in mind, right? So... So that's really what uh, what drove us as a as a team of founders. And uh, so, if you look at our mission today, our the mission of Lucent Bio is to accelerate um, sustainable agriculture by delivering crop nutrition that improves yields, improves soil health, and sequesters carbon. Um, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, well, it's interesting because uh, Protein Industries Canada, that is the uh, big super cluster, uh, they are you know tuning into what you guys are doing. And so I'm curious, tell me a little bit about this collaboration and what it means, especially for kind of ramping up the technology that you guys have been developing in the last few years. Yeah, so we, we spent several years in, uh, in, uh, in lab research uh, and we eventually found a method where we would be replacing uh, salts or synthetic molecules that are typically carrying the nutrients uh, and, and holding them in the soil um, with cellulose fiber. So we are using cellulose fiber uh, like a releasing agent. We're binding the nutrients to the cellulose fiber and, the, and then it's being released in the soil. I think that is the big change. That's the, the innovation we came up with. And, and like I said, it took us several years to develop this uh, in lab, uh, to test it out and to uh, understand that this could be a successful replacement that is like natural and actually sequesters carbon when you put it in the soil. And um, at a certain point, and now I'm talking like late 2019, we were only able to produce like one kilogram per day of this product in the lab. And we applied uh, for... Um, the Protein Industries Canada Supercluster project to show that this 
material could be manufactured at an industrial scale of like a thousand kilograms a day, which is still not a lot, but I mean, it's three orders of magnitude bigger than uh, than one kilogram, right? So we uh, we found an application and um, <clears throat> we uh, collaborated with AGT Foods. And AGT Foods is the largest uh, pills processor in Canada, one of the largest in the world. And uh, AGT you know, process lentils and peas, but as a byproduct or co-product of their processing, they have a lot of lentil and, and pea fiber, the hulls basically of, of the lentils and peas, which is a lower value uh, byproduct stream. And so we uh, got them involved into uh, into this partnership with Protein Industries Canada to provide us with the cellulose source that we are using as an input for our fertilizer. And so that is what we applied for in March 2020. We received uh, a first grant from Protein Industries Canada uh, of about $2 million to show that we could scale up from one kilogram a day to a ton a day. And so during COVID, um, we, uh, you know, we built a pilot plant in Coquitlam. Um, we went through five iterations of improving and scaling up the manufacturing process. And eventually we developed a completely clean manufacturing process that does not have any wastewater or any waste at all. We're taking uh, the cellulose fiber from AGT as an input. It goes through this process where we're binding the nutrients and there's a high value uh, non-polluting fertilizer that comes out of it on the other end. And uh, and that was the first step that we did with Protein Industries. And so when we showed that this was um, it was possible to manufacture this at scale, then we applied with, with AGT again for a second uh, grant from Protein Industries Canada to build an actual commercial manufacturing plant. And that is really what we just uh, was announced two weeks ago by the Minister of Agriculture in uh, in Regina. Yeah, and so I understand you guys are going to be able to produce, you know, 6,500 tons per year of this fertilizer. Uh, you'd be creating about two dozen jobs there as well. But let, let's say I'm a farmer and I've been used to using traditional fertilizers for decades, you know. What is kind of the pitch that you make uh, to these farmers that might just be, I don't know, more leaning towards sticking with what they know versus trying something brand new that hasn't been, at least they haven't tested it out before? Well, first of all, our range of fertilizers uh, strongly focuses on uh, on micronutrients. So think about iron, zinc, boron, manganese, uh, in addition to uh, potassium and sulfur. So we have a, it's a, it's a broader spectrum than, than just a, a simple NPK. Um, we've developed blends that are specific to crops. So we have a blend for wheat, for, you know, canola, for corn, for soybeans. And so for instance, soybeans, they, um, you know, require both zinc and iron to accelerate, uh, their yield and the health of the, of the plant itself. And, um, that, that, so that, that's the type of fertilizer we have been producing now. There are some important benefits of our product over what typically is being used in the market. And that is, first of all, that uh, you know, we're improving yield uh, at a higher capacity than the existing products do. So the typical products in the market are called either oxysulfates or EDTA-based products. And uh, 
We have done now over 100 trials all across Canada with different independent research organizations to show that our product provides a yield increase. So for broad acre crops, for instance, you're looking at a yield increase between 5 and 12%, which is it's quite significant. I mean, that means more production per acre. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, all fertilizers, um, you know, it should improve their yield, right? Otherwise, you wouldn't use them. But on top of that, we provide some other important benefits uh, that relate to sustainability. First of all, our product does not pollute. Uh, we do not leach into the groundwater. Um, the product adds carbon to your soil. It improves your soil health. Uh, what we have seen in our research is that um, the cellulose in our product triggers the microbial community in the soil to start breaking it down and consuming it. And we are seeing an increase in the uh, microbial population. Um, that improves. That is one important component of uh, why the soil health improves. Um, so it's these benefits that, you know, on top of a yield increase uh, that, you know, make a difference. And uh, so far, we've seen a lot of interest from both retailers and farmers for, you know, this new type of product uh, because it's so different in, in the approach than, uh, than the existing products that they all want to try it out. And, uh, yeah, there's quite some excitement what, we have, uh, what we've seen so far. I think the next question uh, that would be in the mind of uh, the, these farmers, though, is, look, if it's, uh, you know, producing better yield, there's some more efficiencies there. Is it going to cost more in order to uh, tap into this? Do you guys have an idea, you know, where costs are going to be for this compared with more of the traditional fertilizers? Yeah, we have done a, a good analysis. Um, you know, fertilizers come in, in, in big price ranges and, one of the problems right now, what we've seen in the last few years is a really significant increase in price of, of fertilizer or crop nutrition inputs uh, all across the board. Um, and, you know, the war in the Ukraine is only making that worse, right? Um, from a pricing point of view, we are looking to provide this uh, product at a competitive price. So you'll be able to swap out your existing product at around the same price, but with better yields, with improved uh, soil health and the fact that it, uh, you know, it's sustainable. So that's how we're looking to get into the market to, uh, to replace existing products at about the same price as people are paying today. And I think the, the next question uh, for early stage companies is, okay, we've got a great product. We've kind of figured out what we want to do. How do we scale up? And you folks, you have that production facility that you'll be uh, uh, working with in Saskatchewan. But, um, you know, as mentioned, that's about 6,500 kilograms a year. Um, if everything goes well, when would you imagine you'd be able to uh, scale up even further? And uh, do you have kind of a, certain goals in mind in the coming years? Yeah. So, by the way, that's sixty five hundred tons of product. Tons. Year, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah it's <laughs> much more. Much more. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, on one end, we're looking to. Uh, so, we're starting at that sixty five hundred uh, ton capacity per year uh, that we want to, you know, uh, want to get ready by the end of this year, and we can start manufacturing for twenty twenty three at that capacity. But then, at the same time, we're already looking at increasing the capacity at that same location. Eventually, where we want to get to is to uh, 
probably like a 50,000 ton capacity. So we're looking to further scale that up, uh, what is it, eight times or something? Yeah. At that same location over the next few years. At the same time with our partner AGT, uh, we're looking at the other uh, locations to build these uh, facilities as well. We're looking at uh, the northern part of the United States. So think like North Dakota, for instance. Uh, we're considering other locations in Europe, in South Africa, uh, India, Australia. So we're, we're, we're looking to get, you know, 15 to 20 of those plans operational over the next few years. That is our, our goal. Um, to uh, manufacture uh, this product with local cellulose waste or byproduct inputs and also bring it back to the local market of farmers that can use it. So it's a, it's a truly circular model where, where we're taking basically uh, the, yeah, the, the, the holes and, and turn it into fertilizer and put it back into the soil. Yeah, and that was going to be my next question is like kind of the, the geographical markets that you guys will be looking at. But then I'm curious, like, who is the target market? Not necessarily, you know, by geography, but uh, who is the type of consumer that uh, would be looking into uh, this sort of stuff? So with consumer, you mean the farmer? Yeah. Yeah, well, in, in, in like, you know, we started with this vision in mind to to make an impact in ag Um and, and make uh, agriculture more sustainable. So our initial focus is on broad acre, and it has to do with the fact that we believe we can make the biggest impact there, right? If we're swapping out uh, polluting uh, products with something that's non-polluting and, and performs as good or, or better, that I mean, that's a big deal. And, and, and sequester carbon at the same time. That's a huge deal. So we are initially are focusing on crops like wheat, corn, and soybeans in, uh, in Canada and the, and the Midwest uh, U.S. Uh, at the same time, we've seen great performance in uh, special, specialty crops like you know, berries and lettuce and tomatoes. So we're not going to you know, sh- shy away from uh, selling to those farms. But you know, from our you know, perspective, our go-to-market effort is going to be uh, those top three crops that I uh, brought, acre crops that I mentioned. Uh, In that market, um, there are obviously farmers that are more open to, uh, you know, alternatives than others. Uh, Obviously, we need to work with the ones that are uh, are interested. But, you know, the one thing that I've seen over the last few years is there is this huge transformation and innovation happening in agriculture. And there's so much new technologies that come on the market for farmers, whether it's, um, you know, obviously... Uh, related to machinery and data collection and 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 drones and new types of fertilizers and biologicals and all of that, uh, I, I've been amazed by how fast the transformation is happening in agriculture and how open people are to uh, adopting new types of methods um, and uh, um, you know adopting new new technologies as well. So I I think this will go pretty fast it's going to take a few years but uh, and this is a very big topic right now in agriculture everywhere to uh, to improve this you know maybe uh, we can close off with this I, i'm also curious about kind of the broader scope of the agritech industry uh, not just here in canada but maybe british columbia specifically 
just from your experiences, are you getting, uh, you know, kind of access to the talent that you need, um, support from, you know, other agencies that could help promote this sort of stuff, whether it's the uh, just getting market access or even just, uh, you know, uh, these sorts of collaborations, like the ones that you're embarking right now? Just how is BC kind of serving as kind of a home base for you guys in this particular industry? Well, I, what I can tell you is that I, I see in the last three years, AgTech is like is exploding from an investment point of view and from a, you know media attention. Uh, I mean, the, the, the attention it's getting today is not the same as ten years ago. It's really, you know, the next big thing. Like it's it's almost like. Uh, you know where the dot com boom was happening in in two thousand. We see a, a huge boom happening in in ag tech, and and I mean I mean as in a, in a positive way, right? Um, so there is uh, money flow into companies, um, not only from VCs but also from individual investors. Um, we we got quite some investors in in the Vancouver area that are uh, angel investors. Uh, you know that wanted to make an impact on uh, on on climate change mitigation, and that was one of the main drivers and reasons why they invested in our company. At the same time, we're getting tons of support from uh, the, I would say the 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 government, uh, both uh, on a provincial level where uh, the minister of agriculture here in BC is extremely supportive of. Uh, what we what we're working on, uh, she lately, like two weeks ago, uh, visited us as well. Um, and so we're getting support from that side. We're getting support from Protein Industries Canada Supercluster. I mean, the fact that the federal minister of agriculture was announcing uh, this grant, you know, says a lot. Um, I mean, it's it's front and center everywhere. Uh, we're, we need to make a change. Uh, agriculture is is one of those areas, and there's a lot happening in that space right now. And uh, it's it's getting a lot of positive uh, uh, attention. And um, for startups um, that are in the same area as us or at the same phase, I uh, I've been impressed by how the Canadian government is picking up this topic, and they really want to, you know, turn ag tech and agriculture in Canada as as a huge new sector of innovation and they're taking it very seriously with with grants and support and connecting people and coaching and and all of that um, there's there's a huge opportunity at the same time i also see there's a there's so much more interest on the um, investor side like whether it's private investors to uh, institutional investors to do something with this uh, to invest in it and to to make a difference as well so yeah there's a, there's a ton happening in this space right now well, excellent, Michael. It was just great to kind of pick your brain about everything that's going on with your company, just as you guys are uh, scaling up right now with some innovative technology uh, that is going to have like a meaningful impact on people as well. And so it's great talking to you. Just thank you again for joining us on the show today. Thanks a lot. It was, it was great to be here. That's Michael Riedike. He is the CEO of Lucent Biosciences, and that is it for the show today. I want to thank everyone for listening. In the meantime, you can go to BIV.com, more interviews, more news stories, videos over there. Uh, we'll be back later on this week. I just want to thank everyone once again for listening. I'm Tyler Orton.